You're listening to episode 235 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is for my trainees and my trainers alike. We are talking all things mind-muscle connection. What better way to start the new year? We will talk about what it is, how you work on it, why you would want to work on it, and can you actually enhance your training, the results from your training, by focusing on muscle engagement and mind-muscle connection. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Of course, I want to start this podcast by thanking Legion Athletics. They are the sponsor of this podcast, and they are also the only supplements that I use. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. I am recording this pre-having baby number two, but you better believe that post-having baby number two, I think I may dabble in taking creatine again. Um, There is some research and perhaps I will share this on Instagram. You need to consult with your doctor, physician, family medicine, whoever you're working with. Um, But if breastfeeding goes well or it doesn't go well, I do think there are, I hypothesize that there's just so many positive benefits to taking creatine, even on the cognitive level in postpartum. I have a hard time seeing what the negative side effect would be to taking creatine while breastfeeding. I am not telling anybody else what to do. I am just saying I may dabble and see how it goes. I may not. I will keep you posted. But I am so freaking excited to at some point postpartum take creatine again. If you are sleeping on creatine and you are lifting weights and you are trying to either build strength or muscle or delay fatigue in your workouts, I highly suggest checking out Legion and their creatine It is their technical post-workout or their recharge, but you can take it any time of day. You would want to take it at the same time every day, whether you train or not. That is my advice to you. Um, I also take their whey protein every day. It's how I start my day. I sometimes in postpartum, just with the lack of consistency and time that you have, will take it twice, but I try to obviously get most of my protein from food sources Regardless, I digress. If you're looking to add supplements to your dietary intake, check out Legion. Go to buylegion.com. Use code Annie at checkout for 20% off your first order or double Legion reward points. So proficiency is truly the name of the game when it comes to movement patterns and building movement patterns, as well as building strength and building muscle. I would say more so building strength than building muscle, but... Proficiency is going to be helpful for both of those things within your movement patterns. When people talk about muscle memory or mind-muscle connection, what are they actually referring to? Because we throw around these terms as though they are very normal, as though they are understood, and I don't know that they actually are, even by a lot of professionals. So what is mind-muscle connection? In short, I would say the proficiency strength, and consistency of your neural pathways from your brain to your muscle when the muscle is contracting. So it is the proficiency of the communication between your brain 
and your muscle to get the muscle to contract in the way that you want it to. Obviously, the term muscle memory kind of refers to the more you have done something, the more reps you have put in with a movement pattern, the more ingrained that neural pathway is. You can think of that pathway as being like it's dug deeper. The trench is deeper. It's more established. That's not actually happening inside your body, but it's a good visual. That's what people are referring to when they say muscle memory. It's not like there are these little brains inside your muscle that are remembering what to do. It is the connection between your mind and your muscle and how well established that neural pathway is between the brain and the muscle. So why would you want to focus on this? This is where touching the muscle, palpating the muscle, or visualizing or thinking about a given muscle contracting can actually cause a stronger contraction. And more fibers in the muscle will actually be recruited. That is so freaking cool. And it just, I mean, it goes to, it backs up the idea of this mind-muscle connection and the power that it has. So hopefully you can see why it would likely behoove you to work on this mind-muscle connection. Either, you know, touching your glute when you are doing a single leg hip bridge, or looking at your bicep or visualizing your bicep when you're doing a bicep curl. There are different cues you can do in larger compound movements like a squat where you think about um, keeping your knees forward and pressing the floor away with your quads. These are things that help our muscles perform more efficiently and proficiently for us and that is using that mind-muscle connection. So if gaining muscle, building strength, or improving your movement patterns are any of your goals, then you will want to work on this. So how can you? First off, I would say slow down and focus on tempo. That might require you to leave your ego at the door and to lower the weight, and that is not my concern. That is totally fine. I mean, you have to think about it. If you are slowing down the movement pattern, if perhaps you were kind of going through the motions before but using a heavier load, you may get better results from slowing down and using a lower load, but you're increasing that time under tension and you're also increasing, hopefully, that connection between your mind and your muscle. We can also, so as far as tempo goes, I would use a slower down than up generally, but if you want to use two to three seconds down and whatever, one to two seconds up, then that is a pretty safe tempo for you to use on most exercises. We can also look at isolated movements versus compound movements. So isolated, those are the examples that I used earlier. You can touch or think about them, close your eyes or look at the muscle. This is where mirrors aren't actually a terrible idea. I always said if I had a brick and mortar, there were not going to be any mirrors in it. Like you don't need to look at yourself, but also it can be very helpful. It can be very helpful to have visual feedback if it is not distracting you from doing the movement. That's where like, do the movement without mirrors, video yourself, look at the video, change what needs to be changed. But there are instances where a mirror can be very helpful in the moment. And this kind of isolated movement and working on mind-muscle connection is one of those things. There is something about doing a shoulder press, a, you know, a dumbbell shoulder press, a bicep curl, a 
cable tricep extension push down and actually seeing the muscle function in the mirror next to you while you're also feeling it. There is a connection that is made there. There's a focus that happens there. And I think that in isolated movements, particularly like I said, things like bicep curls, um, even quad extensions, like looking down at your quad or touching your quad while you are doing a quad extension can help improve that muscular contraction. Now on the compound side, you're not probably just thinking about one muscle because it's a compound movement. So multiple muscles and multiple joints are being called upon to complete whatever this exercise is. So rather than just going through the movement, you can focus on one section or muscle, like I said, for the quads, that would be, or for the squat, that could be the quads. I would say with most compound movements, you're either focusing on the prime mover or a muscle that maybe isn't working as efficiently or proficiently as you want it to within this compound movement that you are trying to bring up. So a weak link that you might be focusing on. And that could also be your prime mover. So if we're focusing on the quads in the squat, then you would picture them lengthening across the knee as you lower down. Think of them controlling the descent for you. And then think of them pressing the floor away as you stand up from the bottom of the squat. Picture them shortening as they straighten your leg, bringing the knee from that flexed position back into extension. You can look at a pull-up. And if we're focusing on the lats, picture the lat contracting. So you're in that stretched position, right? At the top of a lat pull down. Think of the lats or picture the lats contracting, pulling your upper arm toward your low back and your hips, bringing it toward your midline. You get the idea. It just allows you to, one, if you're slowing down, you have more time to picture these things because we're not just going through the motions. You're not just dropping it like it's hot into the bottom of your squat. You are controlling the movement so you can actually think about the quad lengthening. If you are controlling the lat pull down, you can actually visualize the lat shortening and the fibers in the lat pulling your upper arm towards your midline and down into your back pockets. Like I said, hopefully you get the idea of the whole visualization piece and isolation exercises where it might be easier to touch a certain part or see a certain part working and compound movements where you can still use this visualization to focus on one particular muscle group within the compound movement. I will say with this, this is not guaranteed or not, this is not backed by science or I haven't looked into this, but you may or may not find that you experience a burning sensation quicker when you slow down and focus on these things than you normally would when you are just going through the motions in a bit more disconnected manner. You need to know what's causing that. That's likely the time under tension in the eccentric load, not the fact that you are concentrating on it. So you are literally just asking more of the muscle and maybe those hydrogen ions are being made at a higher rate, which is causing that burn inside the muscle. That's normal. It should be celebrated. It's fine. You're also, I should say, not doing it wrong if that doesn't happen. If you don't notice the burn faster, it doesn't mean that you're not doing it right. I was just throwing it out there as something you may experience when you slow down to focus on mind-muscle connection. This can also be applied to warm-ups and movement prep or mobility work as well. Overall, 
it's just really important even as trainees to be curious about the muscles that you're using and the direction of the fibers that you're attempting to work. I mentioned this with the lat pull down. So if we look at fiber direction and attachments, this might be a stretch, no pun intended, but like I mentioned with the squat or your quads, it can be helpful to think about when the muscle is stretching, when is it lengthening and in what direction. This is where focusing on range of motion and shortened or lengthened positions can be helpful. Now, I don't want you to be overwhelmed by that. It's just something you can be curious about, and I think it's fun to learn about as a trainee if you enjoy the education side of things. Obviously, if obviously, excuse me, if you are a trainer, you can educate your clients on this. You can show them pictures. If you are a trainee, don't sweat it. But like I said, just feel free to be curious and slowly learn about the muscles. If you happen to be at a machine and you can like see what muscle is working, look at the direction of the fibers. See if focusing on contracting the muscle along the direction of those fibers is something you can do during the exercise if you're into that. For this example, let's go ahead and look at the glutes because who does not love working their glutes in 2023? Next time you work your glutes, focus on either the lengthening phase or the shortening phase. In a hip thrust, that length position is going to be at the bottom. And that is where we have the least tension in the glutes in this particular exercise. And then you want to contract your glutes from that bottom position in order to bring your hips into extension. Literally think about your glutes being the muscle that controls that movement. Squeezing your glutes from that bottom position is what's going to bring your hips into full extension, and they are going to experience the most tension in that top shortened position. Then we can look at an exercise like the curtsy reverse lunge, one of my favorite exercises, where the glutes are both lengthened sagittally, so front to back, right? And you could argue transversely or along the frontal plane at the hip. This is where your glute med lengthening comes into place. So basically we are stretching the glute max in the center of your butt cheek, if you will, with stepping back and down as well as glute max fibers and glute med fibers with the leg working across your midline with some of that internal rotation. So your outer upper butt, if you will, is where you might feel this. Both of those areas are being lengthened and experience the most tension at the bottom of the exercise. This would especially be true or even more so if you are doing a curtsy reverse lunge with your front foot elevated, so you're working from a deficit, so that stretch on the glutes is even larger than if you are doing it on like a flat performing surface with no deficit. That's what you are looking for in that movement, is creating that big and deep stretch at the bottom of the curtsy reverse lunge. That's the tension, that's where the tension is going to be the highest for the working glute in that lengthened position. So it makes sense that if growing that muscle is your goal, you want to work it in both positions in both end ranges, where the most tension is in that shortened position that we see in the hip thrust and in that lengthened position that we see in something like the curtsy reverse lunge. Now, obviously there are different exercises. These are not the only two exercises that work your glutes. I just want you as a coach or a trainee to maybe be aware of, not even do anything intentionally, just start to be aware of and observe 
huh, where do I feel the most tension in this exercise? Is the muscle in its shortened position or is it in its lengthened position? It's just something to think about when it comes to that mind-muscle connection. And if you're not able to accurately picture a muscle in its lengthened or shortened position, it is not like you're not going to build muscle. You will be just fine, okay? You want to get the most out of your lifts. Focus on your mind-muscle connection in whatever way seems fun and doable for you if you have gotten a bit laxed in going through the motions with different exercises that you are performing within your workouts. That is all I have for today. Hope you enjoyed it. If you are a trainer or a trainee, be sure to go to anniemiller.co slash news. That is where you can sign up for my emails. I will not spam you. We make sure you get only on the list that makes sense for you. We want to send you the best information, the most helpful information, and only the information that you need. So go see your options there. Sign up for whatever you want to receive. Thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzboro podcast, and I will see you in the next one.